0: What's up guys. Hey, it's Jordan. I'm back. Starting a start up. Happy New Year to you. You know, last time I did a recording on this, it was actually it was uh, I believe it was New Year's Eve or the day before, so you guys hopefully heard that as of the start of the new year, but hopefully you all are getting out there kicking some ass on all your New Year's resolutions or not. Many of you may have already fell off your bandwagon and if so, shame on you. For sure, shame on you right now. Anyways, some of you I know got to work on your lists and Hopefully you've done really well with those and have been able to get a see a bunch of fruits of your labor. I know it can be intimidating. The first time that you look at your list, you might be freaking out because there's so much stuff that comes up on there. But you know, that's a good thing. That means that you did the right thing you, to, by writing it down because otherwise you would have forgotten all of that stuff or maybe you just didn't realize how much you had on your plate. You maybe prioritized it a little bit better. Anyways, guys, I have some exciting news. 2019 has started off absolutely fantastic for high caliber carding. We have officially been approved, and I cannot tell you how good that felt. You know, I want to share this with you because if you're listening to this, you're going to have this moment of where you experience this, of where there's a huge win that comes with it. And while I was certain I knew this was going to happen, it was still something that was pretty exciting. I was actually on the phone with my boss's boss, talking to him about some request thing that really just i i I thought was pretty straightforward and on the phone with him it popped up a message from the uh the uh, lender that i'm working with the vice president which fun fact no matter who you're working with in business lending they legally are required to be titled as a vice president so if you're working with the vice president of lending don't get too excited because they're just like any other loan officer with that they have to have that title not to say they're not great for you but just don't feel like you're at the top of the top uh, of the food chain there. Um, anyways, I remember I, I got the message through and I clicked it immediately because I knew what it was gonna be. We were waiting for it. I've been asking on this every single day just waiting for this response and I finally got it where it said, we are clear to go to, with underwriting. They are approved with it and here's the next steps. And guys, I cannot tell you how good that felt. My jaw dropped. Literally just hung wide open when that happened. Well you're going to experience that. Keep moving forward and you're gonna experience that because I'm telling you, no matter what you're trying to do, whether it's start a company, whether it's get a promotion, whether it's just to fucking crush it in everything you do, it's gonna happen and you're gonna have that moment where everything you've been working for comes forward for you. But you know, that being said, when it happened, I knew what my next steps were and I was ready to go. And I bring it back to that whole list, making sure everything was ready. I'm not going to beat that to death because obviously that was the last podcast. But guys, I was ready to go. So when I got that news, it was expected. And You know, I was talking with people. I was letting them know about it. everybody that's been kind of keeping tabs of this. And I told them, hey, you know, we got approved for it. Somebody said, hey, make sure are you celebrating or are you freaking out? I said, neither, making my next step, making my next move. They said, well, make sure you celebrate the small wins, you know, get excited for this stuff. And it got me thinking about why is it that, you know, it's not super exciting. Like, don't get me wrong. I was happy. I was excited. It was more of like a cool, ready to go. But it wasn't like this jump for joy celebration. And the reason I started thinking about that was what does cause that? Why is it that I'm not blown away by this? and super excited, and it's because I knew it was gonna happen, I had so much confidence in this that it wasn't a if, it was a when. So when I think of people who get that overwhelming excitement, think about you know when somebody pulls that slot or machine or whatever and all those coins come out, they lose their mind because it's unexpected. You should be so solid in your plans that when you see those achievements come through, it's not a surprise, it's not like you won the lottery, It's that you expected it. It's like watching that movie the second time. You knew what was going to happen. That's how you need to set yourself up. Well, today's podcast is a little bit about that. So in the process of doing this over the last week since I've talked to you guys, which feels like eternity because so much has happened, we've done a million different things. And a lot of it has been revolving around reaching out to the community of people and the resources that we can get for our business. Now I cannot emphasize how important this is. If you're going to take on a big project, you're not going to do it yourself. It's just not going to freaking happen. You're going to have a team of people. You're going to have your community. You're going to have your friends, your family, everybody. It takes a community to create these things. So I want to talk a little bit about those things that were put into action. Now, I want to share something about my team at High Caliber Carding. My team, I, I, I I have a call with them once a week and about a week or two ago, I told them, guys, I don't think we're sitting good financially with our down payment for the bank. I think we're gonna need more money. And I'm just, I foresee that coming when I'm laying all this out. Even though it's 20% and everything, I think the dollar amount's gonna go up. And I'm glad I did that because it did. It went up drastically because the bank was smart enough to put in there some temporary cash flows for uh, the first couple months of operation when we generate some cash and you know start actually getting it moving and start collecting on some of that stuff. Um, but anyways... I got off that call and told them that's my job to do it. Two of the people on my team reached out to me wanting to liquidate their 401k to buy into the business. And I told them flat out, it's not a wise decision. Everybody told me not to do it. Either way, I'm doing it because I'm all in on this. Both of these people got involved with it. They bought in. And I wanna say I am blown away that I have a team of people that are willing to do that. But it got me thinking a lot about your community and the people around you. So, over the next few days, I started reaching out for additional and uh, additional resources and if if I, I'm going to give some examples here that are probably very specific to Michigan, but I did some researching trying to find grants and programs and there is tons of information out there, but I'll tell you right now, nobody is giving away money. So, in that process of looking for these grants and everything, I saw a lot of opportunity for increasing efficiency or just being flat out better what I'm doing. Because while I might not get a dollar more today from somebody just handed to me, I may gain a skill or gain an understanding of something or a a new way of doing something or in the project that could save me thousands of dollars. And that's just as important as somebody handed me money. So I started looking online for all these different opportunities. And one of the things I came across was the MEDC, which is... Uh, the uh, Michigan Department of Economic Commerce, it's MEDC, Michigan De- uh, Department of Economic Commerce, and whatever, it's the MEDC. But anyways, they are specialized in giving you data for marketing. So when I went into this website, there's I, I could look into different uh, programs that are out there that we might be able to be a component of. Um, different grant programs that were mostly for like loans and uh, revitalization pot projects, things like that. Those can be out there. Um, but one of the things I saw in that, they had this thing called a heat map. And when you go to the heat map, you can dial in what age you're looking for, how much people spend on liquor, how much people spend on supplements, or um, how much people spend on, on workout equipment, or whatever it is that you do. You can, t- you can dial this thing in specifically to your geography, and really make it something that's that's beneficial to investors to be able to sell your business a little more but also make sure you're making the right decision. So I went through and I did a lot of that stuff and one of the other things I saw was this Small Business Development Council. And when I looked at it I saw it was right across from the MEDC or MDEC so I knew that you know they were something a government funded and they had this opportunity for um, for business consulting. And you know, it kind of brings me back to the small business administration. I think I talked about this on a prior podcast about they have a, uh, uh, these coaches and mentors and these training programs and everything that nobody takes, talks about financial acumen or how to lead people or what you, I mean, even have stuff for serve safe and how you can learn with stuff with the liquor board. And, it has all these resources. And when I was talking to the uh, our, our lender with Huntington, I told her, you know, I took all, I think there's 27 courses and I went through them all. And they're about 45 minutes each. And she goes, I have never once talked to somebody that's actually went and used that resource. And it just tells me it's that there's all these resources that are out there that people aren't using because they're too proud of it. So I thought about that and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna sign up for business counseling. I feel like I have a good grasp of what I'm doing, but I'm gonna sign up for this counseling and see what they have to say. So I sign up for it. I get a phone call, and this was over the holidays. I signed up for it. I get a phone call, and they said, "Hey, usually we're booked like two months out, but we have an opening on the third of January, or I think it was, um, and that's going to be in the in the middle of the day. But you know, it's the one that we have. Other than that, it's like two and a half months out or something like that for me to get in. So I thought, what the hell? I'll go to it. So I asked her if I could send over all the information to my business. You know everything in there. You can read all about the uh, the SBDC online, but um, you know they're they're all over the state, and they they take. I sent them all my business information. They take that information and they can advise you on what they can do to help you out. So I go there to this meeting. I sit down, and she asks me a bunch of questions, and I go through and I explain everything to her about where we're at, what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish, and we get done. She says what would you like me to do? What, what is it you envision us doing for you? And I looked at her and said, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know, but I do know that I don't know a lot. And she laughed at that. And I said, I just, I'm here because I want a better understanding to make sure I'm thinking about things right and look for different perspectives. And she responded, you know, you are where we try to get people to after four or five years, you're in a great shape. There's not a whole lot we can help you with. But I pushed her and asked her, there's gotta be. I you know I probably talk a big game. Please tell me things, push things on me, and I I can filter that. And we had the meeting for about another thirty minutes, and in the by the end of the meeting, she got me uh, set up where I'm going to be working with her financial advisor. And she pulled a metric assload of marketing information that is just dialed into insane detail that I would be paying thousands of dollars for people to do for me. She sent it over today, what six days later. I didn't pay a penny for it. It was something that was done through the government and they were so happy to help. Probably because they are driven, that's that's their lifeblood, they do that not just because it's a job, but they see a purpose for it. All you have to do is give them some appreciation and thank them for their job. It is the cheapest thing you could do and I've got so much demographic information here that it's gonna help us when we go to market for targeting and advertising. So this is gonna save us thousands of dollars. But what I'm getting at is this program's online, it's free. I would have never found that if I hadn't dropped my ego and said, I have a lot to learn. What is there out there? And reached out to a a counselor. I may have gotten to that meeting and found that I didn't learn a damn thing. But by knowing that I'm in a good place, that I'm in better position than what most people start up, I had learned a lot. I would gain confidence, anything like that. There is so much that can be gained because you're just assuming positive intent of every part of this. Do your research and look and see what else is out there. What what type of information you can get, the government has a ton of stuff they want to see you succeed. So this is gonna all go back to that whole small business, that SBA 7A loan we're doing. Now with that, it's a 20% down, You know, we've gotta go through a bunch of process to get it to to work and whatnot, and it's not an easy thing to get, but we got it. That persistence and, and just that nonstop drive to getting it done we are a we are finally where we are secured in our our funding, which is, I mean, that guys, that's a huge step that you're that either you've overcome or you're about to. The next step after that, and I'm I'll I'll talk a little bit about the steps here. The next step after that is making sure that you have the lease lock, locked in and ready to go. So really until you get that letter of intent from the bank, no leaseholder is gonna really be willing to talk with you unless it's you know your lease is small, you know, maybe. You know, if you're spending five grand a month it might be not not as huge of a deal but you know for us we're uh, what is it I think it's seventeen or twenty thousand dollars a month I think is what we're paying which you know if you're listening to this in like Manhattan you're probably laughing about that about 73 thousand square feet for that cheap but I understand you know it's by territory but you know if you can pay for it out of pocket they may not be looking for a letter and intent from a bank but you know we're looking at a 1.8 million dollar project. They've seen my financials. They know I don't got $1.8 million from the bank. So they wanna make sure that they're talking to somebody that can actually do what they're saying they're doing. So I have a meeting on Friday with CVL Properties um, and we're gonna dial in and try to get a letter of intent signed for the facility there. Once that's signed, you gotta have your contractor lined up. Now we went through that process, the bidding process, and today I had my last meeting with a contractor. Now we went through a bunch of different contractors and we interviewed them. We had them bring it out to the scope. And that's probably something I, I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about this process because I really feel like we're at the end of that process and we got to learn a lot from the mistakes. So when we started this process, we contacted pretty much every contractor there was in the nearby area. We wanted to keep it local. We wanted to work with the guys that um, you know, that really cared about the community. But we also were willing to open it up a little ways outside uh, outside of the immediate area. Um, so we contacted everybody, spoke with them all about getting bids, and you know, really filtered it out from there. We had probably twenty different contractors that we reached out to to do it. Some were too big for the job, some were too small, some were union and said they weren't going to be in competitive bid in a mall space, um, and others wanted thousands of dollars to just come look at the facility and bid it. And in that process, we narrowed it down to about six six contractors that we were really uh, we, we were really looking at, and you know, one we really had a lot of confidence in. Um, really, two. We, one we were really rooting for, and one we had a ton of confidence in. So all these contractors came out, and they looked at the facility, and we asked them for a preliminary bid based on a drawing that we gave them. So we took the old uh, CAD file from the facility, and we modified it on Microsoft Paint, <laughs> and put it in our conference rooms and our track, and we kind of gave them a scope of what we were looking for, and. I'll tell you right now, you can't be too detailed in that scope. It's amazing, like what you think you see in your head and trying to tell somebody what's going to look like and what they actually see are two very different things. And bridging that gap takes a good relationship and a good contractor with a really good line of communication. So they all went through and, you know, they did their bids, they talked to their contractors, they came and they gave us a estimated cost of what it would be to do the build. Now, if you do it this way, I want to caution you here. This is insanely theoretical. The variables we had on this we had bids anywhere from seven hundred eighty thousand dollars to four and uh, 1.45 million dollars. So almost double. Um, and really trying to get an understanding of why each of them chose what they chose was it took us a lot of time to do that. Generally speaking, businesses that are, are established will go to architecture first so that they can get actual guaranteed maximum prices for the for the bid. These are a lot of theoreticals. Now, what I will say, though, is I still advise this process of doing this without going to architecture. Now, architecture, like mechanical and engineering plans and uh, design, that stuff, I mean, you could spend 60 grand pretty quick on that. Now, do you want to spend $60,000 to find out what contractor you're gonna have and if that facility is gonna work? Fuck no, you don't. You're a startup, and if you're listening to this, you're a, you're a first-time startup, would be my guess. Or, you know, somebody who's, trying to learn and aspire to be, but mostly you're going to be freaking broke. Do you want to spend $60,000 with a maybe? Now in this process, we had all six of them do the bid out. We laid out the bids next to one another and we looked at the differences and the, and the commonalities between them, but we were really able to tell who's really taking us serious, who's really putting the effort towards this. And after going through that, we narrowed it down to four. We set up interviews with all four and we spoke with them and we had one we were super interested in. Now, when we went with that person, we found they bid it super low. They really didn't understand the scope of the project and we gave them a chance to revise that and they really didn't revise it much, which made us realize that they're not our partner. Overwhelming throughout this entire process, we had one contractor that has just been there. He's worked in the trenches. He's given us the most detail. He's been a consultant to us since day one, like a friend. And when I pushed him about being one of the most expensive and one of the longest to do the time frame. He really held his ground, told me, I am confident this is the best it can be. And if you think that it can be better than that, you need to go to somebody else. And, you know, I I wanted to fight him a little bit about that. And I said, you know, these guys are saying that they can get it done three months faster. He goes, I'll tell you what, if they can get it done faster than I can, I you name the escrow account right now, I'll put $10,000 in that account that they don't get it done done any faster than I told you it would get done. Pretty much threw his dick on a table right there to be able to say, Guys, I, I know what I'm doing. So today we went and we had the last meeting with the final contractor. This is the final meeting. I narrowed it down to two at this point. So we get to this last meeting and you know we I had called a bunch of the contractors in the area that do business with them and asked for them for some feedback. How did these guys do for you? Would you suggest them? Uh, do they get projects completed on time? How's your relationship with them? All that. And both contractors, for for one of them, the guy that's been like a partner through us, throughout this entire process, either got raving reviews or they hadn't done business with them. The other company we're considering, which is a much more known company in the area, got nothing but bad reviews. Now, I'm the last person that is going to just immediately discount a person saying that they're not the right person by what other people say. I've learned that the hard way time and time again. So I wanted to go meet this guy and try to draw the conclusions together of what all was happening. And this contractor he'd actually just split with his partner. He just bought his partner out from the company. So we get to his, his his three-story office and there's no new tire tracks or anything there. It's Michigan, it snowed last night, surprise, surprise. It's the middle of winter, it's January. But there was no new tire tracks. And kind of thought, how did he get into this facility? Because there's three vehicles out back and they don't look, look like they've moved. So he either lives nearby and walked in or he stayed the night here. Well, walking up to the facility, there was no foot tracks. So the guy was there late last night. Now, one of two things, either things are not going really good at all, or things are going really well, and he's busting his ass and pulling all-nighters. So we go into this facility after he unlocks the door, and he starts giving us a tour of it. And one thing we noticed right away, and I, I had my dad with me. He is insanely intelligent and strategic. With He listens so intently that he asks questions that I would never think about asking. And I would advise you guys, again with your community, find people like this that can join you on this stuff because your worst case scenario is they confirm what you were thinking so we walk through this facility and it's empty there's nobody there is not a single person at these desks and it starts to give us a little bit of concern about how likely are they to be able to finish this project what is their focus going to be on you know it, it really started to bring together that you know maybe this wasn't the right person and it kind of confirmed that our gut was we needed to go with that guy who's been our partner all along Granted, he's more money and he's possibly going to take more time, but he's going to be a partner with us throughout that process. Now, the reason I tell you this story is this is because this is a part of your community. These people that you're, the people that I call, the different contractors, these are friends of mine that worked within the industry. Getting the feedback from them allowed me to make a smart decision that's going to keep my family from being broke as shit if this was all to blow up. It gets keeps my employees from having put all their effort behind this and it all falling apart because I didn't take the due diligence of calling around to people. Tap your community, dig into them, ask people questions, look for resources. So another thing that kind of made me realize that I needed to have this podcast about this was I got home this evening. I pulled up my emails and you know got to my office and started looking at that. And I had a, a message from Lori at that small business development com- uh, uh, conference or uh, whatever, they, I had told her that it's looking that we're all approved. We're good to go after she'd given that marketing stuff. I said, it looks like we're probably going to be about $55,000 short on the down payment. We're probably going to have to go do some additional investors for it. But you know, we're confident that we'll have, we'll be able to find those without much effort. We had quite a few people express interest. So she responded, I have one person that will invest in local communities. I think it'd be a great partner with you. Would you be okay with me reaching out to them and sharing your contact information? And guys, that meeting I had with them, it took me an hour to meet with them. I had no idea what I was going to find from it, but I asked for help from a resource that was out there. And I got marketing information, financial advice, and now I have a potential investor and partner within the community that may get us closer to our goal. Make the fucking phone call. Talk to your friends, ask people for help, ask people for what you could be doing better because you're gonna get feedback that's gonna help you move you forward. Your community builds this, you don't build it. You don't build shit without people. Find those people, get in with your chamber of commerce and start to work with them about finding opportunities. Don't be the salesman where you're just constantly asking for the opportunity. Look for ways you can help them and constantly give them positive feedback for helping you. Be appreciative of it. It's amazing how far things go. And you know, I'm, I'm sure most of you have uh, on this that read books and I, I would highly advise a book How to Win Friends and Influence People because you're going to find that the overwhelming message that comes from that is giving people praise and appreciation. And while it might not seem like what they're doing is it really helps you much, if you thank them for it and you're genuinely appreciative of them even making the effort to try to help you, when the time comes that you need help, they're going to be more likely to help you and they're, and the more times that they try to help you, the more likely it's actually going to be something that helps you. It's just creating that community. So, I want to share a story about that, about that exact thing. So, I'm the president of my subdivision here. And there was this guy, this farmer down the road. We're in this country subdivision out in the middle of nowhere and He was digging a tile over to our ditch line in the subdivision. And honestly, the biggest issue we have here is our road gets destroyed from too much water. We have issues with runoff, and I was going through and trying to fix that. And I was told by the last president here that this guy is an asshole. You don't want to talk to him. He's just a piece of shit. And just he made him out to be like the worst person ever. And I was driving by where he had dug all the stuff and moved all this dirt. And I was driving my wife. I said, that's it. I'm going to go talk to this guy. I'm going to put a stop to this shit. He can't be running that ditch line over to us. And she stopped me and said, hey, how do you think it's going to go if you go into that meeting, if you go talk to him with that demeanor? She goes, remember the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And goddamn, if if it isn't for my wife, I don't know if I'd ever be able to succeed in this world. But honestly, she was right. So I stepped back and thought, I'm going to give this a try. And this was shortly thereafter reading that book. So I go to this gentleman, and I had a good, pleasant conversation with him, and he takes me for a walk to show me what he's doing. And what I found out was is he was actually fixing our issue. He had an excavator, and he was just trying to fix it for us because he noticed the issue. He then spent the next week digging out our entire ditch line for free. And I mean twenty dollars to $30,000 worth of work. He went through and did for free just to help out our subdivision. So while I was pissed off because... I was ready to go light this, light this guy up because of what I had been told before about this guy being a problem and an asshole. Having went there and actually just given him appreciation and extended an olive branch rather than a gun got me more than I could have ever asked for. And this man has been there for me over and over again. He's been a person that's advised me on this business stuff. He's helped me out in pinches with stuff. He, one of the most helpful people I've ever met in my life. And all I did was taking some simple praise and talking to people like human beings. So when you're working with your community, when you're when you're reaching in and tapping out your community and looking for ways and resources to grow, do it with appreciation. Even if they fall short on it, genuinely and wholeheartedly thank them for at least trying because they may have given their best for it. Now reach out to your community for anything. If you're looking for it for, for funding, um, I've got a close friend. He he reaches out quite often for uh, looking for people who are could fill positions. Hey, do you know anybody who could do this? And it's really it's it's I, I've realized how successful that works is by making that direct phone call. It puts in the forefront of my mind, guys. I've worked for a large multinational corporation for years that have incentives for high referrals, and can't say I've ever really taken up on one of those unless I really see somebody that's perfect for the position. But I don't read into it and think too often. But when he calls me and asks me, do you know somebody for XXX position? I usually have two or three people I'm going to recommend for it. And I think that if you reach out to your community, you're going to find that. Same thing for job options. If you have opportunity, looking for a new opportunity out there, let's say you're listening to this and you're starting a startup of a new life as your startup. You're starting up to move forward in the direction of of being successful in your life, of whatever you, however you define success, ask people around you. Hey, do you know where I might be able to get this, or where there this might be an a, an opening here, or to do this? Because if you don't ask, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna offer out the information unless they're really just an outgoing, extroverted type of person. So ask people in your community for help. Ask them for things that can move you forward in your goals and also ask them how you can help them move forward in their goals. You're going to find that the community there is going to support you like crazy. You're going to hit your goals much faster and you're going to become that successful person that you always dreamed of. Hopefully I gave you guys a little nugget of information somewhere in this 30 minutes or so of ranting that I give you as always guys, I greatly appreciate you guys listening to it. I have a lot of fun putting these on. Hopefully it's helping you out a lot. It's helping me keep on track with things and really holding me accountable to doing things that I say. Um, if you know anybody that can that that likes this or who could who could benefit from these podcasts, please share them. Please like it. Let's start to get this podcast bigger and bigger and try to get this name out there for people to help out. If we can help people be successful in what they're trying to do. That's all that matters to me. It makes everything with this worthwhile. And honestly, if you can help people by just making this recommendation, if it truly helps them, imagine how much they're going to appreciate you. Be that community that you're reaching out to by pushing it out to other people. Push out things that have helped make you successful and you'll find other people return to the favor. Thanks for listening, guys. Looking forward to speaking with you a little bit further here after I get a chance to negotiating a little bit more with the lease. I'll keep you updated on it. But other than that, Go kick some ass on those New Year's resolutions, and let's just get in 2019 started off right. See ya.